0: Hello and welcome to Bald Move Television, we're the officially unofficial podcast for literally all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. And today we're talking, we're casting a fairly wide net. Uh, we are talking about all the love, all the death, all the robots that are on Netflix. Actually, we've we've only we've only scratched the surface of the love, death, and robots on Netflix that debuted this morning, early this morning. Uh, and we'll also be discussing the first episode of The Case Against Ad, uh, Adnan Syed. Syed? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on HBO, which uh, the podcast serial, of course, made famous slash infamous. First up, let's talk about love, death, and robots. I was very excited uh, when I was like 4, 13 or 14. MTV had a segment called Liquid Television <laughs> okay. where they debuted these crazy cutting edge um, 3D and anime animations. Like, if you've ever heard of Aeon Flux, that's yeah. where. Liquid Television is where it was born. Really? Okay. And it was like very influential. Like, um, I mean, it's it's like one of those things where I saw it as way over like what I probably should have been allowed to see, or what <laughs> I, especially as a sheltered, you know, person living in a cult, what I what I was exposed to before. Just crazy, like sexualized imagery, uh, violent imagery, and and the co- cartoon format, which that was like fairly mind blowing to me. This feels like a rekindling of that kind of experiment. Like, can we pay a whole bunch of animation studios a bunch of money to just blow us away visually, blow our minds with what's what what possibilities there are for storytelling? Um, how did they succeed thus far? <laughs> We've how many how many episodes have you seen? I've seen two. And, I and, saw Sunny's Edge and Three Robots. And these are about ten to fifteen minute episodes long. Yeah. All of them. There's eighteen of them.
1: They kind of vary but I don't think any are longer than like 20.
0: Yeah, I think so. I actually think 17 is the longest there was yeah. one cuz I scanned through and was looking for like all the cherry picking titles and something. Mm-hmm. Um I watched 3, the first 3. Sunny's Edge, 3
1: Robots and The Witness. Hmm. Okay. Uh so what do you think? Uh, I've played that game. Uh I don't like super short form content. Uh I think because you have to kind of just dump somebody into a story and get right the hell out. Yeah. Um, So these things are tough for me, unless they're just going to be sort of visual spectacle or, you know, just kind of like one off. Pixar's good. You know, the little shorts that they put in because they just don't stick with me like a Toy Story would, you know? No,
0: but they're 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 kind of like like a poem.
1: You yeah know, like a haiku uh-huh. uh they're, they're and I, don't, to... I don't read poetry either so right there you go <laughs> i i guess i don't like short form content for the most part uh it literally doesn't look like anything to him when he yeah. tries to read poetry i i think these were okay uh but like i said i have a natural bias against them what do you think um i think that
0: they are amazing to look at mm-hmm. so far um, a lot of them are pretty. Uh, they 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 feel state of the art rather than boundary pushing. But again, I've only seen the first three, and I'm glad I saw the third one because that's the one that had animation that actually made me go, "Wow."
1: Okay, well, I very, haven't seen that.
0: <laughs> well, no, and that's why I kept going because I'm. These yeah. are like ten minutes long, and like. But but here's this this that's I'm I'm getting at the fact that this felt like I was doing homework. Because I have an interest in this subject, I have an interest in CGI and science fiction and animation and boundary pushing. So I feel like if this is where like people like David Lynch and uh, Tom, uh, is it Tom Wilson or Tim Wilson? I can never remember. Uh, Tim Miller, rather, uh, are saying that um, this this is where the boundary and the frontier is, and I guess I should give it attention. And shit, how much work does it take to watch mm-hmm. two or three of these before you go to bed or before you go to work? But I was forcing myself after the second one, which I thought I thought but I thought all of them are universally
1: kind of borderline preachy. Um and like <laughs> Oh yeah. And that just and, preachy. And but this very- is yeah, this is why I don't like short form content. Like I said, you yeah. have to get your message and just beat somebody in the face with it and then you're out. Yeah. Um I mean
0: that that's the thing is I don't think that's, that that behavior is required. That certainly is approach that they took for these short films. I, I just
1: don't think you have time to develop any kind of nuance in these sorts of things.
0: But like I, that I was... you're right. It's, this is hard to do. This is hard to have a nuance thing. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like maybe that's why you don't use short films to make profound, <laughs> you know, statements about science and, and religion and politics. Um, or maybe the the slice needs to be much smaller, right. I guess,
1: than they were trying to grasp uh, but, in these.
0: But I got to The Witness, um, which is about hmm. a young girl living in a future town that uh, sees a murder and then is per- pursued throughout the town uh, by the murderer trying to cover up his crime. Hmm. Or maybe he's just trying to communicate with her. You don't really know. And it, it tells... Somewhat more of an interesting and ambiguous story, um, and the animation style reminded me a lot of like uh, the Spider-Man into the the Spider Verse, and uh-huh. that it kind of blends real life imagery and uh, very cutting edge CGI that's made to look like it's kind of a pulp manga with you know, a lot of this things like you know you throw a sh- you throw something on a desk and it makes like a thunk. Yeah, you know, actually, a visible thunk when it hits. Mm-hmm. That that kind of like blending between animation and reality and tradition. I, I thought that was pretty cool, and honestly, I was glad I watched that because I thought the first one is just a video game intro. Yeah, no, it's it's got you know,
1: I, I think everything. is or it's, CG it's the third act of a
0: big big budget video, uh, big budget uh, CGI like it's it's kind of like what um I was more expecting when I went to watch that Alita Battle Angel. Okay. Yeah. Uh if if you if you substitute the actual third act of Alita for this, you act, you have something of a story. Yeah. No, and put roller skates on it on the monsters, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean it's like just sickening violence. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of the point and I'm not bothered by it, but it's like that's it that did feel like we're going to go we're gonna push like gore and some of this like um, you know, almost internet memey type shit to the, the furthest we can push
1: it. And I just don't think they went far enough. Like I, I looked at the trailer and I was kind of blown away by mm. what they were going for. Mm. I, I thought like, oh man, if they can pull off the same style that this trailer shows me in each of these little vignettes, maybe I'll be drawn in by it, but they didn't. And I don't know if that's just a consequence of, like, the trailer being the mashup, the the, the fever dream mashup of all of these small vignettes. But, yeah, I just didn't get the same vibe from this that I did from the trailer, which is what really said, okay, I've seen this trailer, I need to watch this thing.
0: Yeah. And And I I thought it would be more groundbreaking. I also think that, like, you know, maybe – because – You know, I wasn't aware that this is actually a discussion until, like, me and Anthony had, because, like, when we were working up our Gods of Thrones book, where he was like, "Uh, so what order do you want the chapters in? (laughs) And I'm like... What uh-huh. the fuck? Like, I kind of assumed that we were kind of building, like, in my mind, we were kind of building to a thesis that led up to a particular, like, you know, we've had these and there's a logical order. And he's like, you know, there's a school, there's a couple schools of thought. And he broke down these different schools of thought. Like, some say, since the average person, like, it's, it's, it's axiomatic to say that not everyone's going to read 100% of the book. But everybody will read, if they get it at all, the first 1%. Mm-hmm. You want your strongest stuff up first. And I'm like, but in my experience, that's why I stop reading books because like i feel like like i even with sapiens a book i love i felt like the first two thirds of the book were blowing my fucking mind and the last third was the guy basically trying to restate his formula long enough to pad out the book to whatever length he agreed to do for the publisher Mm -hmm. and i'm like well i don't want i don't want like first of all i don't think i've ever Chapters should be snooze fest, but like if, if they're just make
1: it all good. What's, if, what's if, the problem? If
0: they're if they are, then like, shouldn't we kind of like dilute that with the really because not everything would be as good as everything else? But shouldn't you like <laughs> kind of like there's a there's like more of a rhythm, a pacing? Like, you're yeah. you're, you're you're uh, the reader is a boxer and you're the corner man, kind of like you know, oh, that that last yeah. round was pretty tough, rock. You took a couple of uh, dangling part part. What the fuck? What Dangling patellas to the to to the kidneys. Dangling dangling retinas? Yeah. and uh, But this I next one's real good, Rock. I read it. I read it. It's real good. It's got, got Jon Snow in it. Um, I, And I, I don't, because like, if this is representative of this best, of the best that this kind of like mini film festival has to offer, I'm kind of like, I wish I knew that because I like could a just hard pass. Hmm. Uh, but still, like I said, it's the, the amount of effort to watch all of these is, like, right around a feature length. And it's like, why wouldn't I? Even if one of them is, like, amazing, isn't it kind of worth sifting, sifting through the cow pie to get that kernel of corn?
1: Yeah, it could be. Um, I, I haven't seen it, I will say, in the first two. I, I didn't see the thing that blew my mind the way the trailer blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess I'm still waiting for that. I'll probably check out a few more, especially if you say like number three is pretty cool. It's pretty um, cool yeah uh, as far as like, its animation and
0: and it had an it had a um it, I, I although I will say even the first one is kind of like dumb as I thought the storyline was in general um they did manage I knew that there was a twist coming but i I didn't see it as that like I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I thought that uh, the revenge would be had in like, oh, well, they're going to do this mechanism. Oh, I guess not. I guess I'll do this mechanism. Oh, oh, that's what they're going for. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. it's so, kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like it wasn't. I, I feel like I may be selling it too short because the second one is just aggressively bad. Like this feels <laughs> like a, a foul mouth, um, like uh, no social sensitivity. Pixar, uh-huh. uh, like something would show after credits of like Wall E. It's kind of that kind of kind of thing. Okay, um, and I was not impressed. I was not impressed it, with it at all. But the third one, again, it, it it kind of goes more of like no dialogue, no really. Expl- like we're just going to huh. kind of throw you in a situation and have like a like a little bit of a black mirror kind of like what the fuck just happened. And I on a short films, I think that's where you lean into. You lean into the bizarre, the mysterious, the like emotional connection that like kind of sticks with people. Mm. You know, like three robots is either going to like I fucking fully agree with its hypothesis, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there like rolling my fucking eyes so hard I'm yeah. worried
1: that I need to see an eye doctor. No, the humor not not great. Broad, uh, <laughs> very. I I didn't I didn't like the cat stuff they were doing. I thought it was dumb. And,
0: and honestly the cat the war like uh, f- terribly animated. Like that's like oh, 90, well, like then. late late nineties era animation, I think. Um, like yeah. uh, you can't do fur that badly after Monsters Inc. When did Monsters Inc. come out? A long fucking time ago. No, it, honestly,
1: it felt it felt kind of like a Fortnite uh, machinima kind of thing. Uh, yeah, like oh, we're just gonna take characters or or like uh, fuck, what's. Is it Borderlands? Mm-hmm. that has like the robot. Yeah, like, yeah, th- yeah. That that white robot kind of looks a little Borderlandsy. Well, to me, and the triangle and... robot kind of looks like an upside down version of the okay
0: little mono wheel robot. I forget his name.
1: Yeah, I, I I very much got like a hey, this is just kind of video game no, me yeah. humor. Yeah, bat-. like I, it's not. But me. it's like it's, 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 it's not for me.
0: It's one of those things where that's the thing about Liquid Television. Is it blew my mind as a thirteen year old boy, but the older I get, the more I think dudes in their thirties created it. Yeah, that's like true. I don't under like I, it. It makes me think of like a for lot for a
1: teenage audience,
0: I guess. But like I don't know, maybe is that a form of like arrested development <laughs> that, that you've got, or maybe it's just easy work. I, it's yeah. it's why adults work for Timon and Pumbaa and Power <laughs> Rangers, for example. Somebody's got to make it. Kids aren't going to be able to make you know, the Lion King. But uh, this, this is where, like, Mr. Rogers is off in the corner in heaven and weeping because he's like, yes, someone has to entertain the children, but must it be these people? Must it yeah, be yeah, the yeah, lowest yeah. common denominator? Must it <laughs> pretend like these ki- these people are morons and not complex individuals with thoughts and feelings of their own? Like... Yeah. But... Yeah, it's it's uh, some some sick shit if you're a 13-year-old. Um <laughs> I don't have much more to say about this. I will probably revisit this. I'll probably watch, I mean I'm definitely going to watch them all. Um and okay. I guess my main thing is like if there, if you're if you are a person like myself who is wondering, is this worth the approximately hour and like you know 180 minutes is going to take me to get through this? Uh, I will try to tell you that the next time we're on Bald, Bald Move TV, or I'll also try to tell the say the ones that I think are the highlights, so you can watch those and, and judge for yourself. But so far, if they're all like if if the witness is the best of them, ah, uh, three <laughs> hours of this, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's the case against uh, the love, death, <laughs> and robots. Let's let's get into the case against Syed. Uh, Before we get to that case, I want to talk about what's going down here on BaldMove.com. Next week, since Jim and I are both taking a little pre-Game of Thrones vacation, not much. We're going to have a quip released for club members, um, but that is about it. However, if you are a club member uh, or if you're not a club member and you're missing Bald Move, I know a place where you can get literally thousands of hours of audio and visual Bald Move entertainment that you've never seen before, I can guarantee, and that's by joining the club um at club.baldmove.com hey i just did housekeeping and a club ad all in one convenient package mm.
1: <laughs> is that it that's our <laughs> yeah. that's our housekeeping and club ad okay that
0: is that's it Sounds that's it to Me. this case was made famous or infamous by the podcast serial mm-hmm. and this is this first episode is it's an hour and 15 minutes I think, is not going to blow many people's hair back if you (laughs) watch the first season of Serial. Um, But I think there's a couple things that they did that I appreciated about it, but there's very little new information. Hmm. And I kind of suspected that the first hour or two was probably going to have to be reviewed because you can't assume that everyone, even though it's the most popular podcast on the planet, that's like saying, you know, so-and-so is is the biggest... uh, gregorian chanter in the world like i'm sure that's correct but podcasting five years ago is not even what it is now and podcasting now is not exactly you know super mainstream successful so yeah having said all that what did you think of the first uh, episode of the case against adnan
1: uh i was disappointed mm. uh i'm not really digging what they're trying to do with this documentary it's look okay so you mentioned obviously this is sort of on the back of Serial, mm-hmm. and they have to do a lot of preamble stuff to catch people up. And honestly, I probably need it at this point. Like it's been five years since I've listened to Serial or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I don't remember much, if anything about this case. So having some of the actual details of the case yeah. outlined again for me is probably a good thing. However, I don't really give a shit about the relationship between these two people i don't give a shit about who Haman lee was i don't care necessarily about who adnan is i kind of want facts because the only thing at this point that could possibly exonerate adnan is fact and so to me like all of this stuff up front about like the diary and like the or the memoir or whatever it's called and trying to like establish the relationship that existed between the two didn't didn't strike a chord with me i didn't care i think
0: that uh, that's that's one of the things i think is the strength of this because if if it's going to be review one of the criticisms of the early uh, of the, the first season of serial is that it tr- it treated the victim Hayley as almost like a prop to like it's 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 uh the, she's like the MacGuffin mm-hmm. that these these uh you know what it's uh the Adnan and who's the todd jason jay jay and jay yeah, yeah. kind of like revolve around and it's um and i kind of like the fact that they introduce her as a real person and hmm. i also i very much identify with like these like star-crossed lovers because like i I tried in my high school years to have a relationship with one girl.
1: <laughs> Good luck.
0: Uh, as a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah, not and happening. And all that shit about sneaking in, and all the phone yeah. all the tricks with the phones, all of the unorthodox ways of meeting each other, the, the long spies periods of time in the grass the looking at the you, yeah. snakes in the grass, going out and like, you know, it, people could blow you up as part of your insular culture at any time and get you in trouble and like whether it's worth it and there's this one thing where she's it says in the in journal where she's, like, kind of blaming Adnan for the rift between her and her family and, like, you know, look at where I'm at and all the things. Like, to me, that's, like, Stockholm Syndrome. You know, you want to go back to the happier time before you realize that you were a prisoner in, in your life because you'd never, really, you'd never really tried to walk out of the bars. And now you did, and you found out you're a prisoner, and your family is hostile, and your grandparents bought a different phone so you couldn't be doing the late-night fuck-around, and... I just was sad. And um, it also... So, like, that might come into play because I think a lot of people... A lot of people try to view their relationship through a conventional lens. Mm -hmm. And that would make... Like, some of this stuff that I didn't think Sarah Koenig did a very good job of, like, um, kind of putting out there. Like, it was definitely a part of the coverage, but it was kind of in passing. Mm -hmm. It's how, like non-standard that type of relationship is and a lot of the weird secrecy or things where it seems like she's keeping things from her family that would make Adnan seem dangerous in a normal situation is just these two kids from very repressive
1: conservative backgrounds trying to make a go of it so yeah I I feel you like that's that's an interesting angle on a relationship however I guess I don't want that out of this examination of the case and I I guess it, it speaks to sort of what are we expecting to get out of this documentary, right? Like, Serial kind of laid out a whole bunch of information yeah. uh, on the facts, and that's very much what I was into about this case. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, did he did he do it, and is there evidence out there to prove that he didn't, uh, or at least to, to put some reasonable doubt out there? Now, a lot of people had a sour taste in their mouth after Serial. Like, it started off with a bang, right? It right. was exciting. It was this investigation that we thought man she could blow the doors off this whole fucking thing right and then at the end she kind of said well i don't know if he did it i d- actually don't have any information that really says he didn't or did and you know he might have he probably didn't get a fair trial because his lawyer was a little kooky but like oh man nothing <laughs> came from that right like it, I, I know look he he got a motion for a retrial and all this kind of stuff uh-huh. uh after serial and i think that helped but like are we expecting something, some groundbreaking information? Cause HBO has set the bar fucking high. Right. With like leaving Neverland and especially the jinx. Yeah. The jinx is a fucking door blower. Like I want, out of something related to the Adnan story, boy. If you're setting the Jinxes, you're... I know, but they've set that bar. Yeah. They've set that fucking bar with their documentaries. And yeah. if they, if this is just going to be like a, because I think the examination Jinx... of the relationships and a retelling uh-huh. of serial, I'm not interested. Well, I, I
0: okay, you're right. I think that the Jinx would still be incredible without the final ten minutes because they did a very good case of like, For like, sure. look, this yeah. guy's fucking guilty. The fact that he uh, essentially admits to it while he's taking a piss, <laughs> mic'd up, it's mind blowing. Yeah, but like I don't need that. But I roughly agree if we get down at the end of these four episodes and we essentially are at the same point as we were at the end of se- the serial season one, I think it's going to be profoundly disappointing. And I'm yeah. going to question why the fuck we went on this this trip. But there's already signs. but And it's interesting. I don't know. The other thing is it felt really in places disjointed because like you know I'm just sitting here watching this show about like um you know the tragedy of Haley Min or hey Min Lee, mm-hmm. and uh suddenly, this Robbie woman with these two new investigators are talking about shit about Don and how like and it that, that I felt like that was introduced in a very weird, abrupt way. And like now we're like having this weird isolated conversation with Don and and like some kind of double wide trailer and he's grousing about them, tracking him down. And like, yeah, is that going to go anywhere? Because that's the (laughs) one thing I always thought was weird about the investigation is there seemed to be like some other plausible leads that they could have followed. And the police just chose not to. For example, you know, this new this 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 new boyfriend, um, some of the shit he said. Like or it's not even the stuff he said. It's just like one of Hayley's uh, one of Haley's best friends, like reached out to this guy because she thought he's suspicious as fuck. It's this twenty two year old guy. He's dating a seventeen, like now an eighteen year old, mm-hmm. and you know he finds out his 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 girlfriend, it's a new relationship, but still was talking about loving her and whatnot, and she's very falling hard for it. Um, she tracks this guy down and wants to talk to him cuz she thinks it's shady has a 7 hour conversation with him <laughs> then the guy indicates that she wants to meet him to get a read on her and he hits on her mm-hmm. and says oh i want this to be this type of relationship that is very bizarre behavior to me yeah. and like maybe cuz like you know men can just be pigs and not murderous ones mm-hmm. uh men can like be terribly socially in- unadjusted and not understand how in- wildly inappropriate it is to hit on a girl who just went missing and is now dead's best friend when she's, exp- but the fact that the cops didn't even follow up on like, Oh, best friend talked to the ex-boyfriend had a seven hour conversation and then meeting it. That was never even followed up on in favor of, um, like, I don't know whether Adnan, I think Adnan probably did it. That's the most logical explanation. But I also think the J character said, whatever the fuck, they like like this is a this is a brendan uh brendan um uh shit steve it's brendan avery situation where this guy told the cops whatever they wanted to hear oh you had a problem with my story oh what's the time frame you need that to work oh okay well that yeah that's when it really happened yeah i I just that's the thing like where do you stand on the whole let a, a hundred guilty men go free rather than imprison one innocent man i'm pretty firm on that yeah yeah, like I've changed, I like that idea. I've changed a lot in my my politics, but I feel like that's got to be the case. Like, yeah. the more I understand about the criminal justice system, the more I truly understand how fucking stacked against the defendant. And the more mm-hmm. the less privileged the defendant is, the more stacked against it. So like asking the case the, the state to prove their fucking case with actual <laughs> that's the evidence, the lowest
1: bar we should be achieving.
0: Here. Th- yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. And if anything, like season three, which Jesus Christ, if you're watching if you're watching if you're watching this documentary and you're not taking the time to watch season three of of Serial, shame on you, because season three of Serial tells you why these things happen and not when it's just flashy, attractive people to get caught up in it (laughs) from, uh, you know, uh, 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 groups of minorities that are sexy or salacious to talk about. Like this is just day in, day out. Uh, prosecutors take insane sentences and, sh- sh- and, and, and shove it in some kid's face and say, you can do this. And by the way, we got a 99.9% conviction rate, mm-hmm. or you can take a chance in a court and I'm going to go for life against you. And you, you know, you're, you're, you're 17 years old. You take this, uh, you take this 12 year deal and, uh, you know, you, you can get out in like nine and you're still not even 30. Isn't that a great deal? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then they say, or oh, you can go against these multiple life sentences. And it's just it's just horseshit. It's McDonald's justice. It's yeah. it's it's how fast can we get these hamburgers out the window? Um and it's not anything about did this actually happen? Are the victims taken care of? Are we getting um one of the things that I think was shocking that came out of season three of Serial was the fact that we don't even collect data on this. Like judges and prosecutors have very strong opinions about, well, you know, you can make some criticisms, but we're doing the best they can. They don't fucking collect data about <laughs> severity of sentencing and uh, different outcomes and how it affects recidivism. We can, yeah, but we choose not to. That's the thing that I think is insane. Not the fact that this kid might have got a bum deal and a a single murderer in Baltimore is walking free. Another crazy thing in this documentary is when they're interviewing the school teacher. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, obviously she's 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 well off if you look at her clothes and jewelry, but she's working in inner city Baltimore. Um, school in a 20 year career five of her children have been murdered
1: yeah that's fucking insane like i'm trying to think of like i can't my, think of a single one who was murdered and or went missing in the school that i grew up this, in the high school
0: you went to like i as far as i know there's been two suicides because i actually did a little bit of research one of them was actually when i went to school two suicides in a 20 in a, a similar 20 year period yeah no murders no like it's it's insane that that's just like, well, about every three years or so, uh, one of my children is going to get murdered, not yeah. die of natural causes, not commit suicide, <laughs> not get in a car crash, it's fucked up, murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so isn't that the story? Like, what is the system that's setting up that it's there's town to be it, murder yeah.
1: towns? Uh-huh. You know, um, I don't know. So, go, yeah. Go watch The Wire. You'll find out. <laughs> right yeah that, and i I couldn't help but think of the wire when they showed like there, there are parts of Baltimore you just don't go in if you don't have to go to yeah you know? and
0: and you know the wire's coming up on twenty years old, uh uh-huh. and it doesn't seem like things have gotten t- t- tremendously better i i so that I, that's the thing that I get frustrated when I see as much as I think that these human stories maybe these are the conduits to get people to care about criminal justice, but yeah, I wanted to see the case against the Cleveland county justice system like if i hope they do a follow-up where they take where sarah caning <laughs> went with this this last year in serial and then do do an equally um splashy follow-up on all that because man you can learn a lot about what is wrong and what is required to fix things or at least attempt to start fixing things like we've we in this system, in this country we got a criminal justice system that's rattling that's banging smoke is pouring from under the engine uh, the gauges are all in the red, and we're like, well, you know, it's still working.
1: We haven't even looked under the hood. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's it's insane. So what are you expecting, or, or better, hoping, to get from this documentary? Okay, so let's talk about C- Best Because it's, it's four hours, or, or roughly, you know, maybe a little more, uh, and they've spent the first hour of it sort of establishing the relationship and the character of Hey Min Lee. I think Best case, she was.
0: Best case, they prove that they they prove that Jay is a huge liar and has okay. massive inconsistencies, and maybe they can even prove that their police like directly fucked with the confession, the, his confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find like this Don character, because here is the thing: if this Don character killed her in a fit of rage when he was twenty two, I don't believe that guy just goes and flies straight the rest of his life. I feel like that guy <laughs> sure. has a history of domestic abuse and violence and run-ins with the law. Like that, no, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. So, like, you're not only will they cast out on the official story and show that the case against Adnan is bullshit, but they'll also have significant. They'll, they'll have some kind of neon sign over another suspect that's actually guilty. Because if you just say that so, the case is bullshit,
1: yeah, I don't know that that helps Adnan. I mean. I'm- it might help him get a retrial, one mm-hmm. in which he has competent defense, one in which, uh, you know, reasonable doubt is kind of is is respected. Yeah, because um, I don't think it was in that court. But no. Uh, so so someone on the forums was saying, basically, if anything had come of this documentary, if we were actually going to get anything of substance out of it. And I agree with this. It would already been in the news. I don't think that's true at all, because that's not what
0: happened to Jinx. Like literally the the week yeah, after yeah. Jinx finished airing, the pr- the prosecutor is like spits out his coffee as he's reading the newspaper. Whoa, whoa, let's file charges
1: against this guy and get what, it going. Like that's not how that works. It's shocking to me that that happened because you're right. Uh, that did happen with the Jinx. So like, if you're a filmmaker uh-huh. and you got this footage uh-huh. and you know mm-hmm. you fucking know you could go and you could show it to the AG tomorrow today. And say, look at this fucker; he's guilty as hell. And the and the tra- but, but you spend the next two three months editing the footage together and packaging it up all nice for HBO, and then letting it air in those two two or three months. What if he killed somebody else? Like, so, who's responsible for that at that point? Like, I think that
0: that it's entirely plausible, and I I would like to know exactly because I, I thought the deal with the is that they actually tried. To work with law enforcement. Because here's the thing, what actually happened, I think that these these filmmakers trying to get requests for this stuff would be stacked on to aid... Like, this is the Attorney General for Baltimore. It's going to get stacked on his de- desk because... Mm. You know, that's one thing that you learn in Serial Season 3 is that, you know, in the last 40 years... Um, we, I'm just going to throw out some round numbers. Let's say that in like 1971, we had 15,000 prosecutors prosecuting 30,000 federal cases. Mm-hmm. Now we have 30,000 prosecutors prosecuting a million cases. Mm-hmm. So we've doubled our prosecutor bench, but we've like. Increase the caseload by an order of magnitude. That's why we have McDonald Justice. Because we, if we mm. actually stopped to do things right, the entire system would implode. We wouldn't be able to fulfill our constitutional duty to give people a, a, a fair and speedy trial. Sure. So we don't. We 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 need like to get ten times more prosecutors. Or, and this is just an idea, we decriminalize a bunch of stupid shit like prostitution and drugs sure. and sure. stuff. To do. So anyway, I think that like if you try to do that, it's entirely possible the Attorney General
1: would just ignore it. Um, i feel like it's hard to ignore that like you walk in with an audio recording of someone confessing essentially to a murder it's it's pretty sensational it's pretty easy to latch onto that and go here's an easy one guys we got it
0: but i mean part of this is like i think putting public pressure on officials to admit that they did something wrong and to open the things up for an investigation and i I, because i don't know because like i said Best case scenario: They cast out on they 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 demolished the 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 state's Mm -hmm. case, and they also have a a solid lead on who might have done it. Because that was the weakness of Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery didn't kill her. The who the fuck did? Uh Because like the only other plausible explanation is the cops, and I'm not willing to go that (laughs) far (laughs) that the cops just just fucking erase some woman to get back at this stupid fucking hillbilly. Yeah. Um, Second case scenario: Best case scenario is they destroy the case against. Adnan, but they don't have any other suspects. Right.
1: Third case scenario is they cast significant. They they essentially do a little bit better job than Serial did. I mean, this is the worst case scenario, and it's probably the most likely outcome. Well, the is worst case scenario they do nothing is extra. They do nothing extra. Yeah, they do nothing this above is just and beyond. Review.
0: Or it's like Sarah did. Like they 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 have a thing, and you're like, oh, like wait till we find out about Don, or wait till we find out about Jay, and then you find out, and it's like that doesn't change my mind about anything. So they uh, they tease to, and they don't please.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to understand the relationship between his sister and the private investigators and the documentary itself. Is this something that is commissioned, like? look, we want to get HBO's money to hire the private investigators to go dig into this further and we're going to make a documentary on whatever we find? Or is this something like, hey, we've got all these solid leads that these private investigators hired by Adnan's family came across. Uh, Let's take this to HBO and try and get this made into a documentary because the first scenario has a much less likely outcome of being interesting at all which first scenario the one that the one where the the documentary was a foretold event that was going to happen and then they use that to hire the private investigators and go see what they could find
0: because i i will say that this ravi character is a fairly controversial one within like the the like the internet groups that discuss this case because oh, yeah. like the people that think Adnan's is clearly guilty accuse her of essentially taking her legal knowledge and knowledge of the case and manipulating Sarah Koenig and giving her a very one-sided and then when, and, and gave her soul because she has, to, like, obviously she's got, she's very legally uh, knowledgeable. She's got tons of ca- information about the case. By the time Sarah started yeah. and like she got seduced, Sarah's like, oh, look at all this work and I just have to kind of go through it and think of how to package it up. By the time they started doing their own investigations and a lot of these things like the, kind of dead-ended or didn't really go anywhere, you know, it was too late to kind of change direction on 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 how the 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 bus the 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 bus is going and it does seem like she's a very central figure into this thing too so i i i don't know but i guess (laughs) like i guess i trust hbo that you know they have a pretty well-respected documentary series unit they got going here and why would
1: they do something to fuck that up no this is why i bring up things like the jinx and leaving neverland because the bar is very fucking high yeah and and i'm hoping that the fact that this thing has been greenlit and published means that there's something else there yeah not just a rehash of cereal because i'm not interested in that i did like the i I do also like i mean i kind of wish i could go and erase my memories of cereal
0: because seeing some of the pictures and i know that they had like visual things in that you could go and look at, but like seeing the crime scene pictures, seeing these people actually talking and seeing like, I I thought that the, the, the diary and some of the school pictures and stuff did get me more into a sense of the place and the neighborhood and the people that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough extra that they, if they don't, if they don't do two of the better case scenarios where they either just completely make it imp- like you don't know who did it, but it's absolutely impossible that an Adnan did. <laughs> right. If they don't at least do that, then I yeah I don't understand. I don't understand what the the point is. Yeah, um, we'll see. There's a couple other things that I thought were interesting. Um, do you, what do you think about a 22 year old dating an 18
1: year old? Like this, yeah, this? I don't. I don't think it's it's too much of a big deal like a- as you get later in your life an yeah. age gap like that means nothing means absolutely nothing right there it means a little bit but not so much it's like
0: it's but it's it's also the circumstance because like say like can a senior date a freshman in high school
1: a senior in high school yes date a freshman in high school um it happens all the time that's squicky when you get to like age barriers okay. like age actual legal age cut off stuff uh
0: that gets a little gross but why does it get gross like like so if it's okay like for a 17 year old because legally it gets gross but i, but I don't understand the, what does that mean legally yeah, like, no, like I, morally like the, like, things can get gross legally things just get legal and illegal yeah. so like i that's where i'm because like I'm saying most people. I think most people would say that a sophomore or a freshman sophomore dating someone as a senior in high school wouldn't be that big a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, now say let's pretend those people never get never break up and yeah, follow this that guy, out. So this guy's going to college. Maybe he's going to local she... community college. he's still going to high school. Yeah. Like, does it become creep? like what point does it become creepy? Does a person is working at like a cell phone store when he's 22, um, picking up an 18 year old who's still in high school? Is that creepy? That's, I think, a little like, but it's still, it's like I don't think everyone so. acts I'm, like it's like no. this kind of de facto crazy yeah. thing, and I'm like, if, if this guy was 29, hell yes, yes, yeah, that's fucked up. But, um, but also, it depends on like, um, like they're like that's close enough together. They're almost kind of going through the same period in life. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. they might be the same emotional development, experience level. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know, and it's weird that I think that a lot of people, almost everyone on the show, is like, oh, that's a little. That's suspect that a 22 year old would date an 18 year old. Nah. Yeah. A 32 year old dating an 18 year old. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that's weird. That's st- still in high school, that's never held a job, that hasn't lived by themselves. Like, that's, that's, that's weird. Um, Do you remember, like, uh, I thought it was also Um, one of the distinctive things about the Adnan case on Serial was his uh, defense attorney, this uh, Gutierrez character. Oh, God. And her, like, is this not true? Is it not? Like, her style of interrogation. And me and Cecily do that all the time. Like, you know, something, (laughs) something, something. Is it not? And the fact that we got a good is it not in this was, I thought, pretty funny. And she's just, like, an asshole right
1: off the bat. No, I... I can't handle that woman. I don't think she's competent. Uh she might have been at one point. doesn't uh, like competent she was losing in her job, her but she seemed she was going through something. Hard barely lucid um through half of that. Like understanding what kind of defense she's presenting seemed out of her grasp,
0: right? She was just like there to object and be an asshole and, yeah. and be belligerent to even witnesses that are kind of in like on their
1: side or just and, establishing and she fact. Would, if I was a juror, she would immediately turn me off. Yes, uh, and it would affect probably how I viewed Adnan based on that. Yeah, and and look, I'm just trying to admit bias here. Like yeah, that's yeah. how I would feel about this woman representing this guy. So. I can see how the jury would have been inclined to not believe anything Adnan's saying simply because of the lawyer he had. Yeah. No, it's just so funny. Like, the guy who discovered Hey, hey uh, Min Lee's
0: body is just... He's just there to establish facts, and she's already picking fights with him. Like, you uh-huh. know, what to tell us what happened on such and such a date. And he's like, I, I'm not familiar with that. She goes, oh, this is the date where you found their body, and I thought this would be a red letter day in your life. And he's like, oh, well, I just... I didn't know what
1: date it was. That's the thing that I kept coming back to when I was watching this: January thirteenth, January thirty fifth. I don't fucking know the difference. Like if I found
0: the corpse three months ago and on a particular date, I could probably tell you what day it was. I could could tell tell you what the weather is like. I I could could probably tell you what I was wearing. Like the actual fucking date. Get out of here. Yeah, nobody. And and the guy finally angrily says, "If you just fucking." And I'm like, and I'm sitting at the jury. I'm like, this is a crazy <laughs> woman. And I think the thing is that she was trying to pick a fight with him to throw guilt on him. That like, oh, this is a this is a this is a black dude, and it's got a spotty employment history, and he's, he's got he's got a public indecency charge, mm-hmm. criminal. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, unless it- you can really try to prove that he, I mean. You always got to go with, this. like, whoever finds the body probably has to be under some kind of suspicion because it is... Sure. yeah. It is, it is, it, it's... Yeah, no one Any, knew
1: about it. This guy knew about it. Anybody who is drinking, who cracks open a 22-ounce beer on their on the drive to work at a school... Yes. Probably an asshole. Yeah. In general. Yeah. it's uh, probably got some, some maybe not a murderer, you can pull, but, but... Right. But, yeah, you got to look at that guy. You got to look under his fingernails a little bit.
0: <laughs> that's That's why I think... I'm a little bit more lenient about them pulling back and showing the lives of Hay and Adnan because, like it or not, a lot of people go to jail based on people's fucking feelings about what's weird and what's not. Yes, like this guy was stone cold calm when he called 911 because his wife uh, and, and when he found his wife dead. How can anyone be that calm? But if he called hysterical and we played the it'd be the 9-11 operator be like, sir, calm down, sir, calm, sir. You need to calm down before I can, sir, sir, calm down. I'm like, so maybe he's seen enough of that shit that he's scared to death and he just wants the people to come there as soon as possible. And he's just being stone cold because that's what he thinks is like it's no, expedient. Yeah. yeah man like you can't take people's fucking emotional affect in situations where one out of it a thousand of us are ever going to and, and say like oh that's normal human behavior this is abnormal human behavior yeah and i think but like, that's that's what we do and that's why i think 100 yeah we have to with the, i mean that i think that's why you have to give people all these details so they can kind of wrestle with how kind of like okay i don't like just getting people to, to admit that they don't know what the fuck is
1: going on but, is well, a huge part well of, this this is why i want like reform this is why i prefer fact over you know character outlines or you know relationship details like sure you can start, sort of start to get at motivations and stuff when you do that but like no. do the facts line up or not because we're not going to convict someone purely on potential motivation right so until we have solid fact what what are we doing what are we doing? Are we? Because Adnan, to me, when I hear him talk, sounds like a guy who hasn't fucking done anything bad in his life. He's a uh-huh. cool dude, right? Who you yeah. would want to hang out with. But again, right. like you said, that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing in the defense of his case because fucking psychopaths can act that well, way. Ted see, Bundy can act but, that way. Okay. Like, right? It,
0: it means nothing. So this is what maybe I'm not articulating it very well. But this is where this is what I'm trying to get at is that. Like, at the end of the serial, Sarah Koenig basically said, here's what I think. Uh Uh-huh. Either Adnan didn't do it, or he's a sociopath. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, how the fuck can you make that diagnosis? Like, maybe some people can do something terrible out of character in a moment of, like, rage and grief and not being able to deal with things. And then, oh, fuck, this is going to fuck my whole life out. I'm just going to, like... Like, you can compartmentalize, you can convince yourself that you actually, like, the events didn't happen. Like, there's so many things that... Because I think people want to believe that the world is divided into people who would never do something like this and the people who are psychopaths. And the reality is that we all can do things like this if we are in the right... if, If there's a right combination of situation and chemical stew in our brains, we're all capable of just fucked up behavior. So, like, I feel like the game is to pe- put people in situations, environments, and brain chemistries where they're less likely to do that. Like, it's this this whole... Like, we're all sitting as judges and like, oh, do I buy this young man's story? Rather than like, shit, this could happen to my kid. It, they don't have to be psycho. They don't have to show previous signs. And Sarah kind of like fell into that. So I think, like I said getting people to admit that they don't fucking know anything about how criminal justice system works. Because if you ask the average person, if someone like, like you hear this all the time, someone's just be by being accused by the police, a significant part of the
1: population thinks they're guilty because mm-hmm. why would the police be accusing them if they did nothing wrong? There's a telling line in here where the, they're talking to the, it's uh, one of the, I don't know if he was like a detective on the case or mm-hmm. if he was overseeing the investigation or what, but he's, Saying essentially, like, look, all we need to arrest somebody is fifty-one percent right. uh, assuredness. Right. To convict, you should need a hundred. But you're you're right. When you arrest, you bias, right, right. Uh, and and so the bar actually lowers to the point of arrest. So yeah yeah i i'm I'm we, with you.
0: We have a lot of things too like we've got this grand jury system that's supposed to be a break on prosecutors you know overreaching but like ninety nine point nine percent of grand juries uh, agree to bring charges so mm-hmm. like if that's if that's a functional break on our system, it's not working. Like, or the prosecutors just perfectly bringing perfect cases all the time. Right. That's like, like our justice system really is working. Man. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you that, know, but to do your point, it's like, I agree. I think we need to get down to like actual facts that can be proved. But before you do that, you almost have to like get people to admit how uh, based on emotion and how arbitrary it is. And I think that somehow dealing with some of these outlier cases where hmm. this kid's not a psycho and he's not even a bad person, but maybe you killed this girl. Like, can can a good person in a fit of rage, like that's the other thing is like, what does it mean to be a good person? What's it mean to be a bad person? What's it mean to not be capable of something? I think all those things are just meaningless bullshit things we say to tell each other to hide the the, the fact of that. Like, yeah, I- any given day, one of us could flip out and go, Michael Douglas falling down or whatever version <laughs> of that would, would look like to you. Like maybe it's not yeah. a killing someone. Maybe it's an assault. Maybe it's stealing something from your boss. Maybe it's, it's setting vandalism, a fire, you know, like, maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like any one of those things could fucking blow up in your face. Um or or the other person decides to escalate and you get two people that are escalating until one of them's dead. Like I man, I, I think it I think I think the truth of human behavior is way more complicated and we do criminal oh, justice sure. like everyone premeditates all their acts and when that's probably more rare than, than we think. I, I don't know.
1: No, it's super complicated. It's something that people have an extremely hard time understanding like you said just because their circumstances are different right. their reactions to things are different and i think that's the mistake that people who say well he either didn't do it or he's a sociopath or psychopath or whatever right. that's a mistake they're making is they're assuming a certain set of behaviors that identify people who are innocent yes and that is a huge mistake and this is why i say like i want to get as far away from the who is ad how much did he love Heyman Lee? What was their relation? I want to get as far away from that because that can't mean anything to the case. Otherwise, we can lose sight of the actual subject or objective facts of the thing mm-hmm. and give in to our emotions. And that's not what I want out of a justice system. I don't want juries convicting people based on how they feel about that person yeah. or about that person's relationship with the victim or, or even increasingly any of that. I just want them to understand. The facts of the case, yeah. look at those and say, is there a reasonable doubt that this person didn't do it based on right. physical evidence? Well, and I also think that, you know, a lot of what we consider evidence is
0: bullshit. Like, ey- eyewitness it testimony. It yeah is pretty unreliable lie 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 detectors detectors. are pretty undetectable
1: this was a problem with the leaving neverland thing like people saying oh well they they refuse lie detector tests so they must be lying obviously right right. or they didn't want to fucking do it because they know a that they're bullshit and b it's a hard enough thing that they're doing right now to even come out with that stuff so right and i i just think that it's, and then there's you know confusing things like cell phone records and how those work and
0: all that stuff. So. Right, like cell phone records could be the and, and it goes in cycles because like you know it's common it's common wisdom to go back and look at the OJ case and be like, oh those fuckers, they didn't know how DNA evidence works. Yeah. But then like twenty thirty years later, like we've got this weird thing where we think the DNA is be all end all, but that stuff only works if like very particular steps are are taken to not contaminate them and to make sure the tests are done correctly. And the laboratory has to be like an actual place of science and not just like a place of like, (laughs) Hey, we need this. We need 23 and me. Come on. We need this result, Cindy. So like, maybe you can, uh, make sure you take the spider from here instead of there. Like, right so now we got this weird situation that people like over rely on physical evidence. There is not this like holistic yeah. way and you can get, and as, as a jury, you're going in anytime scientific evidence is, as being presented, you're going to have a witness for the state that comes in and says, this is the gospel. and This is hundred percent correct. And this is reliable and infallible. Right. And you're going to get an equally credentialed witness for the defense that mm-hmm. goes around and says, ah, oh, this is snake oil and there's problems with this and your problems with that. So which evidence do you believe And to me, like, here's where we should be spending money in the criminal justice system is figuring all these things out. And I don't know. I honestly like this. I keep on saying I don't know. And it's frustrating because the real truth is I don't think anyone knows how to fix this because, again, no one's even taking the first steps to actually look at this (laughs) in any kind of holistic evidence based way. That seems like that we all want the system to work work with. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I if they want to go to the human element just And I'm giving them the room to run because I think that there's a
1: way they could build to something cool. But I don't know. I I feel like it's 50-50. This thing's going to be a waste of time. Yeah, I just know for me personally, they're not going to blow my doors off with the revelation of a a new facet of the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's not going to do it for me. So the fact that they spin their wheels for an hour 20 Laying that case out to me and barely get to any facts, I'm right. I'm not that impressed. Now I'm hoping next three episodes they'll dig deeper.
0: Well, that's, I think the other thing is that like when they finally get the facts, a lot of them are going to be facts. Like I, I I think that even next episode is going to be essentially a whole bunch of facts that we knew from serial. Yeah, but with maybe some kind of like I said, they tease that Don, like they found Don, and you know he's clearly not happy to be found, and he's but but again like. That's like that doesn't prove anything. If they prove that he's mm-hmm. got a long criminal record of related offenses, and there's been other people that like, but they 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 made a case that he was creepy and tone deaf, and that he doesn't want to be found now. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that they've actually proved. <laughs> that if that's all they go, then that's that's just a red herring, in my opinion. Yeah. So all right, well, so let me say, uh, what what is your Involvement in this case against Adnan going forward. Are you
1: done with this? or Are you going to no. keep check it out and to see? I, I'm I'm curious to see. Man, I do. I want to invest the next you know three to four hours to watch the rest of this, or do I just want to wait until it ends and see what everybody says about it? Yeah. <laughs> Let people watch this thing for me. Yeah. And if there's something interesting there, go back and watch it. I I don't know. I don't think we have it, to commit. Like, by the time you get back from
0: Italy. Yeah, There'll be be another more episode, two more episodes, so you'll kind of get a temperature on that. I'm going to yeah. watch it because I just think I'm personally interested in this stuff. Um, and again, yeah, like I think criminal justice reform is a huge component of like bringing about a more just and a just and equitable society. So like. Just the fact that the pub, like all this true true crime fascination, I think is interesting because if you step one is getting people to care about a subject before you can start to reform it. So like mm-hmm. getting to care is way more important than getting them to listen to facts because if you kid them with the facts first, most
1: people aren't going so to care. Facts get me to care. Like, but you're 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 you and you are an outlier. Um, I don't I don't think so. I, I'm not an extreme outlier. I think there's a good portion of the population who thinks a lot like me.
0: No, I'm not saying you're like (laughs) way on the... But I'm saying like if if everyone was motivated by just factual understanding of the world, the world would look a lot differently, (laughs) I think. So like getting people to talk about... Like, you know, criminal justice, climate change, uh sexual violence, that's step one is to get people to talk about it in a serious way. Then you can start influence. then the I think then then you get people to pay attention to facts. But if you have people with facts without any reason for them to care about, it just comes across as annoying and preachy. Hmm. Which I think so. Not if the facts are good enough. <laughs> well, but if it, like but but if they're facts about stuff that you don't think you should care about, why like like why would I care about
1: this girl getting murdered in Baltimore? I don't you know no but i do care about a case that has been wrongfully tried uh wrongfully a person who's been wrongfully convicted on dubious facts yeah that interests me certainly. But why
0: do we pick out but i guess that my next question would be why one case versus another because like this literally happens on a daily basis all over the country all over the world sure yeah so like why this case not that there's because it's one that's being presented to me <sighs> I'm trying to get you to admit that there is a little emotional component to get you engaged, but <laughs> no, I will never admit. See, I need to find the right way to emotionally engage you in the topic of you being emotionally engaged before you we can can discuss it in a in a factual manner. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess yeah, we'll 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 see how this goes. We'll see how this thing is being regarded. And um, I, like I said, I'm probably going to watch them all. And Jim knows enough about the case that. We might have a 15, 20-minute discussion when it's all said and done, even if he doesn't finish it to where we can just sure. kind of say, well, it's a complete waste of time or it's half a waste of time or whatever. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you guys have some things to say about it, you can always send things in to TV at com. Or I'm sure there'll be, if not already, there'll be – I think there is already a thread on the forums. There
1: is, yeah. Discussing
0: one. the case against Adnan, because this was big back I, back in the day uh, mm-hmm. uh, when Serial first came out. So, uh, check that out at forums.baldmove.com, and that's it for this week. Remember, we're not going to have a Bald Move TV next week because we're both out on vacation in anticipation of Game of Thrones, uh, essentially uh, dominating the next ten ten weeks or so of our coverage and our thought processes. So we're getting why the getting's good. Uh, there'll be there'll still be some new content uh, that we pre released for uh, on baldmove.com, but there won't be any new television stuff or movie stuff until we get back. So uh we will see you then and until then my I am Aaron and I'm Jam see ya